Welcome to Have You Heard, the AABP podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich. I'm the executive director of AABP, and we are joined today by a couple of members of our executive committee, uh, and uh, I'm going to have them introduce themselves. So uh, we're going to first start off with our current president, Dr. Pat Gordon. Pat, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Yeah, good morning. Thank you, Fred. Um, I'm a uh an associate professor at Iowa State University in dairy production medicine, and I also specialize in clinical pharmacology. So I spend my day um, teaching veterinary students dairy techniques and uh, practical pharmacology. And Sandra uh, Godden, Dr. Sandra Godden is here, uh, our current president-elect and chair of the program for the conference, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Sandra, introduce yourself to our listeners, please. Thank you, friend. Um, yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm Sandra Godden. I'm, I've been at the College of Vet at the University of Minnesota for 23 plus years now. Um, and I do a mixture of applied research, mostly in mastitis uh, control and calf health management, um, as well as uh, graduate student teaching and DVM student teaching. Great. And we're going to start off and uh, I'm going to ask Sandra to talk about the program committee for the conference I think one of the things that I want to make our members aware of and our listeners aware of is that this conference is is, uh, managed by the AABP office, but the content is planned entirely by volunteer AABP members, uh, and I personally want to thank them, and I'm sure Sandra is thankful as well. But Sandra, talk a little bit about your uh, program committee and then also about the theme, which I really like our theme this year. Sure. Thanks, Fred. Yeah, our, like as you mentioned, Fred, our program committee is made entirely of volunteers, and they worked really, really hard this past year to put together what I think is an excellent program. And we do try to select uh, volunteers for the program committee who who represent our 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 organization and our profession. So, obviously, having practitioners, people from private practice, on the program committee is really important to identify what's what's on your mind today. What what important issues or challenges do you have in practice? What do you want to hear more about? Uh, as well as uh, members from academia, from industry, from government, and, and other sectors. So we've got a very diverse program committee, and that that brings us a really well rounded and very, I think, useful program, uh, CE program for this this fall. So our, our program uh, membership consists of, uh, well, Pat and, Pat and myself. Uh, Michael Capel is the pre-conference seminar coordinator, and you'll hear more, more about those later. Our clinical skills coordinator is Dr. Dusty Nagy. Um, dairy sessions, that's Daryl Nidem. Cow-calf sessions is Amanda Emery. Feedlot sessions, that's Natasha Kudrick. Uh, student case presentations, BJ Newcomers looking after that. Practice tips, uh, Blaine Melody is looking after that. Our AASRP coordinator is Kelly Stillbrooks. Our research summary coordinators are Claire Winder and Whitney Knauer. Um, for the job fair, we've got Alan Hodrup. And our VPS or Vet Practice Services Coordinator is David Welch. And I will thank them again personally, but I just want to thank them all uh, uh, right now for, for all of the time and effort they put into building a great program. I wanted you to mention a little bit to Sandra about the theme of the conference and how you came up for that, because I think it is very, um, you know, what when when uh, when Pat was the program chair in Salt Lake City and we did a Slido poll and he asked those that were able to attend in person 
what are you most excited about? And people were most excited about networking with their colleagues. So uh, what is the theme of the conference? Yeah, uh, that's a really good point, uh, Fred. And, and so with a, a nod to that and the fact that we haven't seen many of our colleagues for over two years now, it'll be two and a half years by the time September rolls around. So the theme is gathering the herd. And and so it's it's a reference to hopefully people wanting to get back in person uh, to a conference and get some really, really good CE, of course, but also have the, you know, the in-person opportunity to reconnect with your friends, your colleagues, to meet new people, new friends, uh, develop new, you know, acquaintances. Um, I think it'll be a great opportunity to do that. And uh, we can talk more a little, little bit more later about Long Beach and what it has to offer. But it's a great venue. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but just the fact that we can all get together again. Um, that's, that's basically the, the premise for the, the theme, gathering the herd. The, the theme also gives a little bit of a nod to some of the, some of the themes or some of the content, not all of the content that we are addressing within the, uh, program, um, relating to the importance of mentoring and recruitment and retention of our existing colleagues and our future colleagues. Um, again, gathering the herd and keeping the herd, I guess. Um, and that's a really important topic for our, our personal uh, health and our practice health, of course. Absolutely. I know I, for one, am, am uh, very much looking forward to welcoming everyone to Long Beach and seeing everyone again. And one of the things, Pat, that we have received feedback on from our members is, boy, they really like uh, the virtual option. Uh, and the board decided to not do that this year, uh, and there was there was discussion uh, from the office uh, and the executive committee and the board about some of the challenges of continuing down the hybrid path. So, do you want to talk a little bit about that as president and the and the chair of the board about about the about that decision? Yeah, um, well, so I, I hope um, everybody can appreciate the fact that. Um, the last couple of years have created some financial challenges to, to the organization. And this conference is our biggest risk from a finance standpoint and, and managing a budget. Um, and we were fortunate to have some things work out for us and uh, having the hybrid conference option in Louisville really saved the conference. Um, and it, it provided some security from a health perspective last year in Salt Lake for those who chose not to come. However, um, as I mentioned in my opening remarks to last year's meeting, that this hybrid format or the, the virtual format is not a Zoom meeting. It's a highly uh, coordinated, well-done um, presentation that it, that involves a lot of work from the not only the the company that supplies the, the the equipment and does the recording and all that but also from Steve Johnson and Fred yourself um, to coordinate all of that at the conference and it's a uh, it, it's it's a large amount of time for you and Steve um, having witnessed that for the last two years to make this happen. Uh, and, and not a small level of stress by any means. And, and so that was part of the conversation. But as we move into, um, Long Beach, we, we use local, uh, we use contractors, 
uh, and we have to pay the local rate uh, for the venue that we're in and the state that we're in. And so California has some relatively high wage levels. Um, and so looking at not only the stress level, but also the projected cost to put that on in a virtual format was going to be between $150,000 and $200,000. Um, and the board felt that with the risk of having um, some limited attendance with travel costs and things like they are for hotels and whatnot, and then add on the um, expense of, of, of this um, virtual component that we just didn't feel that we could take the risk uh, this year to offer that. Um, but as I said in my president's message after our board meeting in Des Moines back in March, you know, the, the, one thing that AABP has done very well for a long period of time is to capture all of our talks um, with the slide set and get and make them available free of charge through BCI. Um, and so all of that will continue to happen this year. So every talk that's presented will be available as they get processed through the um, BCI website free of charge to all members, um, just as they've been done in previous years. So hopefully people will understand that. Yeah. And it, it is, a, it's a, it's a, it was a decision that was made uh, both recognizing uh, our limited staff time. Uh, um, ABP has a very small staff, five people, and uh, as well as the financial implications to the organization not being sustainable long-term. So I appreciate that. Uh, and we do appreciate that input from the members as well. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, but I, I am proud that the organization, you know, we were recording our conferences and making them available way before anybody ever heard of COVID. We were doing our webinars before COVID. So we are uh, still pushing forward with offering CE to members that can't attend the conference. So I appreciate that, San, uh, Pat. And Sandra, uh, one of the things that I look forward to is the keynote address every year at the conference. Um, it, it, it might be one of the only sessions that I get to attend <laughs> each year uh, since I'm working, but I'm very excited about the keynote last year. Pat selected someone in the mental health uh, realm uh, with Dr. Kerry Journey uh, with that new initiative by AABP. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, how the general, uh, you know, what you wanted in a keynote and where that came from. Yeah, um, as most of our members are probably aware, we've had two task force, excuse me, task force working on different important issues for ABP right now. One is the mental health task force that you just mentioned, Fred, and last year's keynote uh, addressed that topic. Uh, the other task force is the diversity, equity, and inclusion task force, who has been working very, very hard over the last year to, um, well, they've got a lot of different irons in the fire, different um, things they're working towards. Um, to increase our aware, awareness of the, the challenges or issues we have as an organization that, that, that we need to address um, to be successful in future. And recruitment, mentoring, and retention are, are some of those issues. Um, and in order to succeed going forward, our organization has to be, we know we have to be open and inclusive of some historically underrepresented groups, perhaps. And so understanding the, the obstacles or barriers to recruiting or retaining 
those people is important. Um, so the DEI task force suggested um, a, a speaker, a keynote speaker, to address this topic. And, and Fred, you get credit for identifying Dr. Bernard Hodges um, and recruiting him as our keynote. Um, Dr. Hodges is uh, a black man. Uh, works in a, a practice in Georgia very, very successfully. He's got his own TV show, Critter Fixers. Um, and he's, but he's got a really interesting life story about the challenges he faced to entering veterinary medicine or choosing that as a career and, and, and succeeding there. But he also uh, benefited from some really important mentors who were critical to his choosing this as a profession and, and for success in, in getting there. And, and Fred, you, you've heard Dr. Hodges speak. Maybe you can comment a little bit more on, on his life story and, and what we can expect to hear. Yeah, I, I heard him at the AVMA Veterinary Leadership Conference. Uh, he was on a panel uh, with other veterinarians and, and a veterinary student. Morgan MacArthur, uh, who has been a keynote uh, at our conference and our recent grad conference, he was a keynote in Phoenix. He was also on that panel. Um, and I was so incredibly moved by Dr. Hodges' life story about growing up in the poorest county in rural Georgia um, and his challenges and his dream of becoming a veterinarian and how that almost didn't happen without the support of others uh, in, 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 his, in his school, um, especially when he went to college. And he shared some stories, too, about, I mean, I was just really uh, amazed that uh, he was not allowed to swim in the swimming pool uh, in the town that he grew up in because he was black. And uh, he graduated from high school the same year I did in 1988. And he also attended a segregated prom. Uh, I was astounded by that. I was, And I think that hearing a message from someone that has struggled to become a veterinarian and is in a mixed animal practice, um, I really think that that is an important message for our members to hear uh, so we can help other people who want to become veterinarians because ultimately we want a large pool of, of food animal veterinarians. And uh, uh, by uh, increasing our audience and welcoming everyone into our uh, uh, little corner of the profession, I think, is, is good for everyone. So I'm really excited to, to hear him speak. He is a very good speaker. Uh, and uh, um, I think he'll have a great story to tell that I think all of our members will certainly appreciate his, his success story. So after he speaks, uh, we're going to talk to uh, or listen to our vice presidential candidates and open our ballot. And, and Pat, talk a little bit about that, please. Yeah, so this is something that we started in 2018. And when I went through my nomination to the executive committee um, to actually introduce the or have the um, vice president candidates introduce themselves. So more people um, in attendance will be able to get to meet them and, and have a better understanding of who they are. And so this year we had um, nominations uh, submitted in the winter time. Our nominating committee uh, reviewed a, a, a pool of um, five people who had put in their um, nominations for vice president and, and selected two prominent candidates to uh, run in this year's race. Um, and those are Dr. Jessica Gernhard um, from Kansas and then Dr. Kelly Willingham, who now resides in, in Alberta. 
Uh, and so the two young doctors there will introduce themselves um, to, to the group. And um, then after the conference, voting will open for everybody to go ahead and vote for the next vice president of AVP. Yes, and that also, for those that cannot attend the conference, we will capture that recording and we will post it on the website that has the ballot. And so one of the things that the board is trying to do is make sure that members are more familiar with the candidates. Many people may not know them personally. Uh, um, and, and we are very excited about having people that are willing to volunteer their time uh, to AABP. So I'd encourage everyone to watch that video after the conference. We'll also do a podcast with the candidates, and we will also do a Q&A, which will be put in a newsletter. So you can find some background information about those candidates, and I'm sure they were, are willing to, to speak to any AABP member as well. Um, and so really encourage everyone to Look at those candidates and cast your vote uh, for the next leader of AABP. Yeah, I'd certainly like to thank those candidates who put their name forward for nomination and um, wish everybody luck in in their presentations. It's it's a bit of a nerve wracking uh, experience. Uh, I had the opportunity to follow Dr. MacArthur down in Phoenix, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, how am I going to do all this?" <laughs> You didn't do any push-ups, did you, Pat? No, no push-ups for me, but he did a nice nice job yeah. of doing push-ups. So. That's right. That's right. Um, let's talk about the, the conference sessions now. I really think it's, it's uh, you know, our you can go to our website and we'll have links in our show notes about where to view all of the sessions and the detailed descriptions. But we're going to kind of roll through the sessions and, and point out a couple of highlights that each one of us are interested in. We're going to start with Sandra and I'm really excited because new this year when we were meeting with the program committee and they had an idea of, hey, instead of having a separate beef and dairy session, we have a lot of things in common and maybe we should have a joint beef dairy session. Um, so talk a little bit about uh, that session, Sandra. Sure, Fred. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's worth noting we, we still do have a separate beef session and a separate dairy session for certain topics yes. that are, that are, you know, exclusive to, to either, either group. But yes, new is this joint beef and dairy session, um, where we've got some excellent speakers. We've got four different topics here. All four of these topics are front and center in our industry right now. Very, very, um, topical and very, very applied. Uh, for both uh, dairy and beef practitioners. Uh, we've got the future of dairy beef in cattle production with Dr. Key Jim, just an excellent speaker talking about um, the impact of dairy beef crosses in our North American uh, beef supply chain. Big deal, um, as everybody knows. Uh, our next topic is the impact of feed additives on enteric methane emissions from cattle. The speaker is Dr. Uh, Ermias Kabrib. Um, so that's that. That's going to be a really, really interesting session talking about methane uh, production by by cattle and what you know what it contributes to the global uh, emissions, um, the importance of that, and and what we can do maybe going forward in terms of mitigation strategies. So that should be really, really interesting. Um, next topic is around antimicrobial stewardship. So the question, the topic is who decides if your antimicrobial use is appropriate. And this is Dr. Nora Schrag, who, who did her entire PhD on this topic. Um, 
So she's going to talk about uh, metrics, possible metrics for measuring antimicrobial use and, and methods um, in, in both beef and dairy systems. And, and this is obviously uh, an issue or a topic that is forefront in our industry and is not going to go away that we do need to address. And finally, we've got alternative meats and alternative facts, which should be really, really interesting with Dr. Allison Van Annenem, excuse me if I mispronounced that, um, but talking about um, animal-free or manufactured food items uh, that are substitutes for animal source foods. And um, yeah, they're, they're a place in the market right now and, and perhaps in future. So some really, really interesting topics in that joint beef and dairy session. And I think that, you know, sometimes uh, we hear feedback from members, uh, constructive criticism that says, boy, you know, are we are we are we on the cutting edge of things? Are we are we being progressive uh, are, or are we are we being proactive or reactive? All four of those topics are something that probably would not have been discussed at uh, the first conference that I was the executive director for 2017. Those are really um, uh, newer topics and something that I think that is relevant to all uh, cattle veterinarians, regardless of your professional activity. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that we're going to have those joint beef dairy sessions. Those will kick off. So the, the Friday uh, afternoon, uh, first block of session will be joint beef dairy. And then Saturday morning, that first, first block of session will be uh, joint beef dairy. And then we'll split off, as Sandra said, into our separate uh, dairy and beef rooms. And we've also, for a number of years, Pat, met with our colleagues from the American Association of Small Ruminant Practitioners. Uh, they always offer some really great relevant topics uh, on small ruminants. Talk a little bit about that session. Yeah, so as you said, again, this year, AASRP will be uh, co-presenting some topics. And I, I hear a lot of um, practitioners really appreciate the the opportunity to go attend some small ruminant um, talks. And, and this year, uh, Dr. Stillbrooks has done a really nice job of lining up some very good very good speakers again. Um, AASRP will actually start at 8 o'clock on Thursday morning with Dr. Andrea Mangini, who is a practitioner in California, but also a small ruminant dairy producer. Um, and I've, I've not met her personally, but I've had the opportunity to communicate with her back and forth uh, on, on some emails and whatnot, since we're also here at Iowa State doing some small ruminant research. And she's been very helpful in, in, in guiding us. So I think she's going to do a really nice job of of just talking about um, small ruminant production uh, for bovine veterinarians to start it off. And then they will pick up again on Friday, both Friday morning and Friday afternoon uh, in the morning, a variety of topics uh, covering different aspects of, of small ruminant production again in the afternoon. And then, and then they will also have a, a research summary session, uh, which will conclude the afternoon Friday after the milk break, um, which for me is one of the best, the research summaries are one of the best quick hitting uh, sessions to get in and out of. And so, uh, I expect that they'll, those will be very good on the small ruminant side also. And the other thing that we have focused on uh, as an organization for several years now is practice management. Um, much of our CE at conference is 
targeted to the practicing veterinarian. And one of the things that we have realized as an organization is we don't just need that production medicine or clinical skills or beef and dairy topics, but we also have to have healthy practices. And um, and so we have had practice management sessions at our conference for several years. And a couple of things that I'd like to point out about the practice management sessions that we're going to have in Long Beach. Uh, one is David McCormick, uh, who is with Simmons and Associates. He's a practice appraiser, and he is going to talk about owner exit strategies and corporate buyouts. And so I think this will be, he has really great, we did a podcast with David. Uh, he's been involved as a faculty member of our workshops. He has taught pre-conference seminars at AABP. You know, if you're a practice owner and you want to either sell outright or bring in an associate, this is going to be a great session for you to attend. Or if you're an associate looking to buy a practice, a great session for you to attend about how to value your practice uh, and how to structure a sale. The other uh, uh, neat topic I think that's going to come out of this is Al Martins, who wrote a newsletter article uh, for AABP this past year about how their practice in Wisconsin uh, downloads their data from their financial management software into Excel and creates pivot tables for owner compensation uh, and how they do that on a monthly basis. A really great practice tip and useful for anyone. And then finally, uh, we're going to have uh, our colleagues from the USDA uh, talk to us about the um, Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Program and the Veterinary Services Grant Program available to veterinarians. They're going to walk through those uh, uh, various programs. And then we're going to hear from a practitioner who has been a recipient of those awards and how that has impacted their career. Um, and so... Those sessions always uh, are well attended and, and have great content that's developed entirely by that Veterinary Practice Sustainability Committee within ABP. So uh, they work on that content. Sandra, uh, go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about the dairy sessions. When we, when we split off, we'll have our, our separate dairy sessions on Friday and then uh, again on Saturday. Yeah, we've got... I guess it, we could break down into three or four big uh, themes or topics within the dairy sessions. One is, is uh, replacement management. Um, so we've got Mike Overton and Victor Cabrera talking about these topics. Mike is going to talk about uh, costs and opportunities associated with dairy replacement heifer inventory. Um, so thinking about the costs and opportunities of correctly sizing the replacement heifer population uh, and giving guidance on, on, you know, to your producers on making timely replacement decisions. And related to that, uh, Dr. Cabrera will talk about um, decision-making related to the economics of using sex semen or beef semen in the dairy herd. So that's, that's one big theme. Um, environmental stewardship is another. Uh, Dr. Kristen Reed is going to talk about ruminant farm systems model. Um, which is a, a system or a decision system to support um, farm efficiency and sustainability. Uh, Dr. Juan Tricarico, if I pronounced that correctly, is going to talk about nutrition and management implications of the U.S. Dairy 2050 environmental stewardship goals and net zero initiative for bovine practitioners and what that um, program or that initiative uh, means, the implications that, that it holds for us as bovine practitioners. Um, 
And then we've got another theme kind of surrounding mastitis or milk quality, or, or you could make it more general and just treatment, treatment protocols in general. Dr. Michael Capel is going to talk about incorporating treatment protocols and farm uh, compliance, F-A-R-M compliance into your practice. So he's going to talk about how to incorporate uh, services such as developing treatment protocols and managing um, SOPs how to incorporate those services into your practice model and how to get compensated for those services. Um, and then, yeah, zooming in a little bit more on the mastitis theme, Dr. Pamela Ruig will talk about un- how to understand and best use diagnostic tests to improve utter health. Dave Kelton's going to talk a little bit about what we've learned as relates to utter health management with automated milking systems. And, and then finally, Dr. Tracy Potter is going to talk about selective dry cow therapy and what's been learned uh, in terms of, of implementing uh, and monitoring selective dry cow programs on commercial dairy farms, um, as well as pathogen-based mastitis therapy on farms across New York State. So that's some really interesting from the farm information um, that you can take and, and see if that's going to be applicable to your, your situation, your farms, but all, all really important issues for dairy practitioners right now. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And two things that I'm taking home from that, Sandra, are uh, uh, very relevant topics, and they're geared towards the private practitioner, that CE. So uh, I think that that is uh, critical to the success of our meeting. And another thing, Pat, that we uh, is fun, but also really geared towards a private practitioner, is those quick hit that we call practice tips. So talk a little bit about maybe what we're doing with practice tips this year. Yeah, so practice tips is actually one of my favorite parts of the AABP meeting. Um, And last year, um, it was slotted as the last event that happened on Saturday afternoon. And and, and not surprising, people are wanting to get started traveling home and whatnot and not have an extra night in a hotel. And unfortunately, it was not all that well attended. And so the, um, the program committee this year uh, decided to try to remedy that. And they've moved the, the timing to actually be Thursday evening at 630. Um, and we will um, have the open house in the exhibit hall. And then we'll all move to the ballroom uh, for an hour of practice tips. Um, and there's five slotted presentations. Um including uh, Dr. Dusty Nagy doing acupuncture, uh, Dr. Renee Duell talking about interthecal lidocaine euthanasia. Um, one of my favorite presenters, uh, Dr. Tara Barnhart, uh, who is generally quite entertaining uh, and very knowledgeable. Uh, Chris Burroughs, and then following up by Brandon DeVink, um, talking about hemorrhagic bowel syndrome and managing those uh, cases in the field. So hopefully uh, better attendance this year, um, and they're always great sessions. So I encourage everybody before you head out to eat there on Thursday night to uh, take in the practice tips. Yeah, and I think that is a, a great example of when we do the uh, uh, Slido survey after the conference, uh, we read every one of those comments that are submitted, and, and several people suggested that practice tips at the end of the conference, uh, they didn't like it in that location, and so we tried to find another spot. So we're going to try it yeah. this year. So we listen to that feedback and appreciate it, 
We can't address every single issue, obviously, but we do consider and listen to all of them. So uh, thanks for that feedback, and I'm excited to see those practice tips return to Thursday. We'll still have plenty of time. They should be wrapped up by 7.30 or so, and plenty of time to go out uh, and uh, to dinner in Long Beach. Uh, there will be several places close by where uh, uh, members can eat at. So, And then... We'll have the beef sessions opposite the dairy sessions on Friday and again on Saturday after those joint sessions. And just wanted to highlight a couple things. Again, I think the program committee has done a very good job at addressing some very current and topical issues. Uh, Jerry Stucca is going to talk about drought management. And anybody that's in beef country right now understands that that is a significant challenge. That's caused some uh, contraction of the cow herd. And... Uh, um, Jerry is going to talk to us about how to manage that. How can veterinarians consult their clients uh, for managing uh, uh, building resilience in the cow herd is how he describes it. So I think that's going to be a great talk. Dr. Kevin Lommers is going to be talking about Tilleria orientalis, uh, which really kind of started off in Virginia uh, with the Asian longhorn tick and has spread and uh, and so that is pretty much an emerging disease, uh, very topical and geared towards that private practitioner when you see a cow with icterus. Uh, and uh, that is something that especially if you're in that uh, area, uh, that is a disease consideration. And Kevin is an expert on that. And he will walk us through uh, the entire uh, diagnostic uh, process as well as how to manage that disease on your client's farms. And then something that perhaps is not new because Dr. Key Jim has been doing it for over 35 years, and that's telemedicine. And I'm going to say that he's probably the world's leading expert on providing telemedicine services to beef operations. And uh, um, he's based out of Feedlot Health um, uh, up in Alberta, Canada. And he is going to describe how that can be incorporated into your practice. He's been very successful with that, how to get paid for that. Uh, and Key is a fantastic speaker and uh, really looking forward to his talk on that as well. So really great beef sessions uh, and, and looking forward to seeing that. I do think that we have plenty of great CE for both beef and dairy veterinarians. And some of those topics cross over into both realms. So looking forward to that. Sandra, we also... Uh, are very pleased about our student participation in the conference. We're hoping for a big student turnout at the conference again this year. And and we have our student case competition. uh, And then also our grad student uh, competition as well. Talk a little bit about that, please. Yeah, I won't go into the, like the, the long, long list of topics, but um, right. we've done this in past years. It's very popular, um, and and I'm always impressed with the quality of, of of the work that some of these these student case competitions, some of these presentations are really, really impressive research competing. Yes, <laughs> sometimes with our grad students and 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 faculty yeah. for that matter. Um, so yeah, we've got both the student case competition and the research summary. I guess there were. I, some record number of submissions this year. Really, really uh, a lot of submissions came in. So it promises to have a really, really good range of topics um, that are, are of interest to practitioners. Um, the one note here, um, one little change this year, the winner of the student case 
competition will present in the exhibit hall after the quiz bowl finals on Friday at lunch. So we're hoping that by moving them a little bit earlier in the program into Friday, that more people get an opportunity to go and listen to that, that, uh, that winner, that winning case presentation. Yes. And uh, I, I can't agree with you more that I'm so impressed with the um, knowledge and skills as well as, you know, getting in, up and speaking in front of a room full of people uh, when you are a veterinary student can certainly be intimidating and, oh, they just all seem to be, you know, the consummate professionals. That's another area where we received feedback where previously the student case competition winner presented right after the awards lunch. And uh, we have moved that uh, to during lunch in the exhibit hall after those quiz bowl finals. So, we're hoping to have uh, all the seats filled in that little area of the exhibit hall and a bunch of people standing around to listen to that uh, quick presentation from that student winner. Uh, and we will announce that and remind people to attend that. And the other very popular session that we have had at AABP for the past four years is our clinical skills session. And this is kind of a carryover from our recent grad conference where we had a lot of clinical skills for individual animal medicine. And we've incorporated that into our annual conference. Again, CE that is targeted to the private practicing veterinarian, uh, where we need to continue to develop those individual animal skills as well as our production medicine skills. So uh, these are in a larger uh, session room because of the great attendance that we've had in previous years. Uh, and talks this year, we'll, we've had, we'll have talks on transfusions, um, percutaneous tube cystotomies, how to perform a liver biopsy, uh, rumen fistula surgery, an overview of the bovine physical examination and some diagnostic chemistry profile evaluations, uh, as well as bandaging, casting, splinting, and uh, a little bit of a, a review of how to select cases and different procedures to correct left displaced abomasums and dairy cows. And then finally, uh, newborn calf resuscitation. So a pretty wide range of topics that are geared towards a private practitioner, individual animal medicine, but also can be used. Some of these skills can be used for on-farm staff training as well. So really encourage people to attend those talks as well as listen to those recorded presentations. And Sandra, let's also talk a little bit about uh, when I was uh, a regular attendee of the conference. I think every year that I attended an AABP conference, I took a clinical forum. Uh, talk a little bit about what is a clinical forum and, uh, and you know, why people should consider taking those on Thursday morning. They're all on Thursday morning this year again. Yeah, right. Clinical forums, uh, they continue to be a really, really popular um, place to go for, for people coming to the conference. We have seven different clinical forums. Uh, like you mentioned, Fred, they're all offered Thursday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Um, this is a, a unique forum or, or setting, if you will. Um, it, it's a small, relatively small group of people. Usually around 20 people are uh, admitted to, to a group, to a room. 
there is an expert facilitator, an expert on, on the topic, whatever the topic is that's going to be discussed. But it's not a lecture. It's not you sitting, eating your breakfast. By the way, there's breakfast. Um, you're not just sitting listening to another lecture by another um uh, expert on whatever topic. Um, the, the expert is actually going to facilitate the, the discussion, and it's really meant to be a discussion, an interaction. Um, it's an opportunity for the, the group of people in the room to, to bring up questions and hear from the expert, but maybe hear from other practitioners in the room and what they've experienced and maybe some, some tips or uh, successes they've had, some you know, challenges they've had on, on varying topics, whatever the topic may be. Um, so it's, it's really truly is a discussion and it's a great, because it's such a small group, relatively small group, it's a great way to get all of your questions out there and, and have the interaction, have the discussion with other people and learn from other people in the room. Uh, the topics we have this year, um, Dr. Hall is talking about raising dairy beef. Uh, Whitney Knauer is talking about group housed, uh, best management strategies for group housed pre-weaned dairy calves, which is obviously uh, something our industry is seeing more of these days. And something, it's obviously, it's, it's a big uh, consulting opportunity. It can be a big challenge for some of uh, us veterinarians when our, our clients want to or do adopt these group housing systems. Uh, Dr. Thomas is going to talk about Salmonella Dublin on dairies and managing the challenge of, of outbreaks and managing that bug. That's a big deal on dairies that have it. Dr. Ruig will talk about mastitis therapy and evaluating treatment protocol success. Uh, Key Jim is going to talk about high-risk beef calves. That should be really, really interesting. Uh, Dr. Rethorst, uh, managing anaplasmosis. And finally, Dr. Chris Chase talking about uh, modified live vaccines um, and, and vex specifically for repro, focus on repro, but I'm sure that the uh, conversation will, uh, you know, range into other other diseases um, and use of vaccines for, for other, other purposes than beyond just reproductive disease. So we've got a great... Um, lineup of topics and experts to facilitate. And, and like I said before, it's, this is a, the clinical forums are just a tremendous opportunity to have an open discussion and, and get all of your, your questions answered. Yeah. And all the clinical forums this year will be held at the Hyatt. Uh, and we will have uh, plenty of signage out. They're going to be down on the lower level of the Hyatt. So if you sign up for a clinical forum, you'll just take those escalators down from the lobby. You'll see the breakfast buffet sitting there. It includes a, a buffet. You grab your grab your plate and uh, go to your room and uh, eat and talk. So it's uh, it's it's really informal, as Sandra uh, discussed. And um, I always have felt like one of the great benefits of AABP is the networking that you get with other members. You're sitting in there with other members and just talking. Uh, and it's just a really great opportunity that's facilitated uh, by an expert and, and um, uh, well worth uh, going. It's capped at 20 people uh, in each room, and so plenty of opportunity for everyone to participate. And if you don't uh, sign up for a clinical forum, but you still want to eat breakfast, Sandra, we have two breakfast presentations uh, this year again. Uh, talk a little bit about who's sponsoring those breakfast presentations at AABP. Yeah, we're, we're very grateful to Diamond V is sponsoring a breakfast presentation on Thursday morning and Zoetis is sponsoring a breakfast presentation on Friday morning. So when you get on, on the site to, to register for the conference, look for those breakfast presentations. And if you're interested, sign up again. It's another opportunity to 
gets fed is, and at the same time uh, get some really good information um, from their speakers um, and, and as well just to, again, network with, with your colleagues. Yeah, and those uh, that breakfast, thanks to the support of Diamond V on Thursday and Zoetis on Friday, there's no charge for that meal. Please indicate if you're going to attend when you register for the conference, as Sandra said, and then uh, uh, after the meal, there will be a, a presentation, a, a, a scientific technical presentation uh, 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 sponsored by those companies. So really appreciate uh, them doing that. And then our biggest event every year at the conference uh, is our Friday night dinner. And that is supported by um, Zoetis again this year. Uh, that is where we will have a, a dinner. And then at the conclusion of the dinner, we will have our benefit auction for the Amstead Scholarship Fund. I uh, want to tell our members that if you have something you would like to donate, art, veterinary equipment, books, pretty much anything, you name it, uh, and we can take that. Uh, student chapters will donate uh, baskets uh, local to their uh, town, and it's nice to see which chapter uh, generates the most money uh, for the Amstead's auction. So we need donations. And we also need bidders. And we'll have some links in our show notes. Uh, the, the bronze bull uh, will make an appearance again this year. Uh, one of the things that has greatly increased the, the take home from that auction is groups that gather together in consortiums uh, and make pledges. And then they have gathered uh, a lot more money and they can buy some of these items at the auction. Uh, so we'd encourage if you uh, have a little local chapter or your district or uh, your practice or, or anything, uh, alumni of colleges, please create a consortium and, and bid on the bull or any of the other auction items uh, so we can do that. It's usually a very lively event uh, and a lot of fun. So encourage everyone to participate in that. And it's going to be in the Pacific Ballroom. And to get there, you need to walk through the exhibit hall. And so we are basically going to have a uh, uh, almost a tub system uh, with a snake going through the exhibit hall. Uh, pretend you're a calf. Walk through that, and you will eventually get to the food. So uh, we'll have a lot of signage up about that, but it's a really great space. It's an arena uh, with really awesome lighting, and it's going to be a little bit special this year to have it in that really neat space. So uh, looking forward to having that, and thanks to Zoetis for sponsoring that again this year. And, Pat, then on Saturday uh, we have our lunch uh, our business lunch, and you will be chairing that business lunch. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, that lunch, and everyone is invited. Is that correct? Yeah, it's open to everyone. Um, we encourage those in attendance to to pop in and have lunch and um, not only uh, participate in the business of AABP, we will probably have a couple of items that need to be voted on by the membership uh, for some bylaws issues, but also to listen in on the awards presentations. Um, every year, ABP and our sponsors help uh, pr provide several awards to deserving practitioners in our membership. Um, and that will happen again this year during the business lunch. And I find that to be um, a very entertaining and humbling experience for the people who, uh, who win awards and, and, uh, I uh, would encourage everybody to come and participate in that also. 
yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I also want to mention a couple of our other uh, sponsored events that we'll have at AABP. Uh, Beringer Ingelheim is once again sponsoring our open recep- opening reception, uh, which is a full meal. Uh, I just got back from the tasting from Long Beach, uh, met with the chef. Uh, the food is going to be fantastic. And uh, we are going to have lots of options. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, that reception will be in the convention center. Uh, the security uh, is is pretty heavy in Long Beach. And so there's one door that you can come into the center. So if you're coming from the hotels, make sure you come to the center to go through that center door. That is where registration will be set up. You will need to make sure that you wear your name badge the entire time. Uh, and we'll have that opening reception there on Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. And then BI also generously supports our 5K, which will be on Saturday morning. Possibly the greatest location we've ever had for a 5K. You're going to be running right down the beach. So you basically cross the street from the convention center, uh, walk down through the parking lot, uh, and that is where the uh, opening uh, start line will be, uh, as well as the finish line. It's a down and back 5K right along the beach uh, on a running path there. So going to be a great location. We thank BI for that. Thursday night, uh, we have our student reception. And so our students that are listening to this podcast, please attend the student reception. It will be a little bit earlier because the reception will be outside. We're going to enjoy the weather. It is under a roof, uh, but it's in a really cool space called the Cove. Uh, and it's on the backside of the convention center uh, where th- there's some really cool lighting, some, some trees. Uh, they're going to have some food trucks brought in. Uh, and it's going to be a great time. And that will be from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m on Thursday. So it'll be a little bit earlier than usual because we have the noise ordinance to, to worry about uh, uh, having that till midnight as we've done in years past. And I want to thank Endovac uh, for sponsoring that event again. And you can also see all of our other sponsors on our website as well as in our show notes. Uh, really appreciate the support from our sponsors. And what the sponsors do at AABP conferences as they support our social events. And so when we gather the herd, uh, that's one thing that I think is a little bit unique about AABP conferences is when you get there, uh, not only do you get this great CE, but you get fed. And that usually costs a significant amount of money. Those meals usually run anywhere from $75 to $100, depending upon the city we're in. So I really appreciate uh, the support of our sponsors, because if we didn't have that, we wouldn't be able to sit in a room and all gather together and network and socialize. So I do appreciate that. I want to talk a little bit. Sandra mentioned the great location of Long Beach. Um, uh, The board approves all of our site uh, locations uh, after the office visits them. Long Beach is a great location. Uh, there's three hotels that members can stay in. The Hyatt is directly, almost directly connected to the convention center. The Renaissance uh, is just down the sidewalk from the convention center. And then the West End is also uh, about maybe a five to 10 minute walk uh, down over, a, over a sky bridge uh, to the convention center. So all easily accessible. I want to, Pat had mentioned in the beginning, the huge financial risk AABP takes in, in planning these conferences. And one of those risks is we have to guarantee a certain number of hotel rooms. And we've heard feedback from members about that. But with a conference that requires the space that we need to have all of the sessions to have the presentations that Sandra and Pat just mentioned, 
we have to guarantee a certain number of hotel rooms. And if we don't sell those rooms, the organization has to pay for them. So we really encourage members to please utilize that online link to reserve your hotel room in the AABP block. We are a small organization and uh, it does help support your organization when you stay in the AABP hotel block and, and help us not have to pay uh, for those unfilled rooms. And then I want to uh, just mention to our members that August 12th is our pre-registration close date. And so please uh, go online, register for the conference, book your hotel room, consider a pre-conference seminar. Next week, we'll be talking to Dr. Capel about the pre-conference seminars and all of the offerings there. So encourage you to consider taking a seminar. Uh, there will be several things to do in Long Beach. If you want to see some of the sites, there's a great aqua aquarium uh, and lots of great food. So really looking forward to this location uh, and welcoming all of you to Long Beach, uh, where hopefully we can have a big crowd again and all enjoy each other's company. Sandra, uh, go ahead and, and uh, uh, offer any closing thoughts about why people should attend uh, the uh, 55th AABP Annual Conference in Long Beach. Yeah, thanks, Fred. I, I'm just going to basically reiterate some of the things you just said, Fred. I mean, um, one of the things I've just always loved about the AABP Annual Conference is the great, very applied CE that is is meant to address the important issues of the day for our practitioners, stuff that you can take home and implement straight away to benefit your your clients and your practice. And I believe our our program committee has put together a simply excellent program um, in terms of of that idea, uh, the high quality CE that you're going to get. But beyond the CE, I just love the conference for the, the social events, all the, the various social events, the opportunities to meet um, with old friends. And, and that's where the Gathering the Herd theme comes in, but also to meet new colleagues and make new friends. Um, so the social events um, really facilitate that. It's, that's one of the things I love most about this conference. Great food. You've already mentioned, Fred, and that's for sure. And the great location. You've already described that as well, Fred. So I won't... Um, go into that too much other than say, yeah, we were there last fall. Um, the program planning committee got to visit the site last fall and it's really impressive. It's really, really nice. The the hotel, the conference center, like you say, you're just a hop, skip and a jump away from the, the beach and the boardwalk and, and fun little shops and, and fantastic restaurants. Any, any direction you can go, you can find great restaurants if you want to, you know, leave the conference center and go out and explore a little bit. There's lots of fun stuff to see. So I think it's a great location as well. So I think it'll be an excellent conference, and, and uh, we want to invite everybody to attend. I hope you will all consider attending. We're hoping for a great turnout, and I guess we'll see. That's right. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it, and I just want to remind our members that the primary focus of AABP will always be providing relevant, continuing education to the bovine practitioner. And I think that the program committee has done a fantastic job of demonstrating that, uh, and as Sandra said also uh, in inviting everyone to come, as we gather the herd, I want to remind everyone that when you're at the conference, let's, let's give off a reflection that we are an inclusive organization. Sit down next to somebody that you don't know and strike up a conversation with them. There's so much to learn from each other, and we really need to make sure that everyone feels welcome at our conference, that they feel included, uh, and, and we, and we, uh, um, 
inform them how important it is for them to remain in bovine practice. I think together we can work through some of our challenges and struggles. And I also want to remind our members that feedback is very important to the board. Uh, it's very important to the office. But I would also suggest that as part of that feedback, you give suggestions. We welcome the uh, uh, constructive criticism of AAVP, but it's most useful for us if you offer suggestions, especially about content. What do you want to hear about it at the conference and what can we do to make the conference better for you? So we welcome you all to Long Beach. Uh, please check out those links in the show notes uh, and let's gather the herd this September 22nd to 24th. Thank you. Thank you.